You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WHOA GNV Podcast, the coronavirus sessions, where our temporary mission is to save as many businesses and jobs as possible by sharing how your fellow business owners and professionals are navigating the impact of COVID-19. I am your host, Colin Austin, and my co-host, is Michael D. There it is. <laughs> What's up, bud? Like, I'm gonna see how long I can make that from now on. Like, you gotta get like the Michael Buffer voice, like you know, the like the guy that does the wrestling and boxing matches, you know? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I gotta like I gotta work on it. I gotta work on let's it. Let's get ready to rumble. Let's go, man. Let's get into this episode, yeah? Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh go ahead and introduce our sponsors. Burger Pest Control here again. Are you working outside a lot and want to control those mosquitoes? You might even see me like start grabbing at them because they're starting to come inside my house. Well, if you've got that problem, Burger Pest Control has your back. Uh, if you got a new pet like me and now you're worried about fleas and ticks, Burger Pest Control has your back there. Maybe you're having a new home built. Well, you need to have it properly soil treated for termites with a damage repair warranty by Broker Pest Control. Give them a shout out at 352-378-2433 or you can find them online at brokerpestcontrol.com. Yeah, and we also want to say thank you to Jorge and the team at The Best Restoration. You guys absolutely love these guys. I'm super grateful for their support. Uh, when we first moved into our location at 13th Street, it was an absolute mess. Uh, if you haven't seen our new Scooters for Less location, like you should come by. I can like show you the before pictures, and you can see what it looks like now. But, man, a few years ago, it was an absolute mess. We ended up doing a huge remodel, and these guys came in. They removed some of the old, moldy offices that were in there. It was absolutely disgusting. you remember how that place smelled? Dude, it was awful. I remember seeing like the hazmat suits come in. And I'm like, oh, it's that bad. It's like every time I like doing this like spot, and I'm like having these memories come back to my mind. I'm like, man, like the black. There was like that black on the walls. And uh, oh my gosh, it, like rotten wood, everything. Uh, yeah. Anyway, you guys, best, the best restoration did all the remediation uh, for us. And uh, <laughs> there are those there are those dogs Michael was talking about. And uh, and the best restoration, they were absolutely incredible and had our best interest in mind the entire way through the process. Um, you guys, let the best restoration help you in your business or home. They can absolutely help your home uh, by contacting them at 352-505-3321. That's 352-505-3321. Or visit them at thebestrestoration.com. That's it. That was great. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to be off, off and on on. I'm going to be off and on on mute. And naturally, we just start recording and my lawn service shows up. So the dogs are going crazy. So I'm going to be uh, playing with the mute button here. I love I love remote podcast live. Right? Well, <laughs> you guys, today on the show, we have Lisa Fuller. Lisa, welcome to our show. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I know that you are super involved with a lot. Uh, so, like, why don't you, like, you know, give our audience a little bit of background as to who you are, what you do, and all that good stuff. All right. Well, without going too far back, um, I came to Gainesville to go to the University of Florida. Um, of course, like everybody, I ended up staying. It kind of sucked me in. I have a master's degree from the university, and then I decided to end up raising um, three kids here. Um, so that's really what I was, a stay-at-home mom, volunteer, all those good things, did stuff here or there. Um, and then about four and a half years ago, I became a widow and I had to go back out to the workforce. So I um, 
decided to start my own business to work for myself. Um, but I still wanted to do all the community stuff I had done before. So I am a cabbie stylist. That's just a company in California. We kind of franchise and, um, we sell clothes. We do it online. It's something a little different. Um, I think over time, because of stores closing, it's really worked out pretty good. But um, part of our stuff is social sales, customer service. And those are the things that I enjoy doing, and I think that's why it was a good niche. They're also very community-oriented and service-oriented, so they do a lot of grants, underwriting in other countries, about 156 countries uh, in the world, for women to start their own businesses, whatever they are, to help their families come out of poverty. So I felt like... It was something I could give back, even though mine was a little piece. Um, and then along the way, um, I ended up becoming a Rotarian. I'm going to start serving on the board in July for Gainesville Rotary. Um, and I'm on the advisory board for the Ronald McDonald House. And I am the, uh, this will be my fourth year being the Bourbon and Barbecue Fundraising Co-Chair. And as you can tell with everything going on, we're trying to figure out how that's going to work exactly. <laughs> um, and um, I'm also, I was, of course, an empty nester. My last one went to college at Florida Gulf Coast, and uh, everyone's trickling back. So it's uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Uh, they're that's not a, that's cool. a little bit like, of scenario. <laughs> hey, mom, I'm coming home. And you're like, oh, great. Everybody All at the same time. Yeah, I know. Like it's that that's been super interesting to hear like how everybody and not only that, but they're also like taking bandwidth because a lot of them are, you know, they're on the Internet. So they're like doing classes. And I feel like at least my, my I mean, my kids are in elementary school is a little bit different. I'm trying I'm competing with video games and stuff when it comes to bandwidth. But uh, it's definitely been interesting even having our family of four here all day long, all the time. <laughs> so it's amazing. You don't think about how many things hit your bandwidth until some, until people come home and then you've got iPads and computers and phones and, and all of a sudden it's like, why isn't anything moving? And you're like having to scream, turn everything off so I can work. And yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm getting a new router. I just got like one of those boosters upstairs. I literally my, yeah. You're like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's funny. Well, um, so I mean, from a, like, from a sales standpoint and from like a business standpoint, I mean, did, you know, how did COVID really impact that? I mean, it sounds like you were doing a lot of customer relation building online and stuff anyway. So, I mean, were right. you, were you hit heavy? Like how did, how did that kind of happen? What's, what's been the biggest challenge and stuff for you with this, with this virus? We were slammed um, because we were going full force. Um, I had had a really amazing start to my season. I kind of felt like I was, getting things going. I mean, it's like anything, it takes some time to build your confidence, to learn. And, and I started to feel really good about it. Had an amazing February, January, and all of a sudden in March, it stopped. It wasn't even like a slowdown. It just stopped. And um, our company is not very big on, even though we're internet driven, so to speak, or social driven, we do all of our sales in person. So, um, they like to have shows. Well, shows mean women, and that means people trying on clothes. And um, so all of a sudden, um, we didn't have a format to sell, um, so to speak. Like we were having to reach out and people couldn't touch, feel, see. And that's what our whole business model was kind of sat on. Um, they had talked about starting to do virtual, 
Um, but it wasn't something we were going to see until 2022. And um, I don't know how they did it. I guess they worked, you know, overnight all the time. But by the end of April, they were able to release a virtual program. So now we can do virtual. It's not like Zoom. It's their own proprietary program. So it serves our business more directly. Um, and what we also did, because a group of us got together and said, how are we going to get out there? We're not going to the stores. We're not going to events. We're not going to meetings where we can't volunteer. Everything we do kind of shut down as a business um, for our model. So what we decided to do is we kind of took a leap <laughs> and we did Zoom calls from all across the country, different stylists, different sizes. And we reached out to our clients and said, hey, do you guys want to watch like us be like silly and goofy and make messes and do things wrong and so to speak and see the clothes and the reception from people who just wanted something different than the news and wanted to see faces that they had seen before or have something in common with other women that just wanted to talk about whatever. Um, it was huge. Yeah. It was huge. Yeah. And, and I think that was my also moment of, I felt a little nervous asking people to buy clothes when so many people were worried about their mortgages and their, you know, their, their bills for electricity and food. I mean, how, how do you make that approach? What, at what point? And um, I think that also caused a lot of us to kind of step back um, you know, on how we approach things. So there were so many personal things kind of going on, even within us, not just the company. And once we did those videos and we, we had like 40 or 50 women on the first one and we were like, Whoa, um, the second one we did even better. That's when we realized, you know, just keep being yourself, be authentic, do the best you can reach out. Don't just make these assumptions. People want to still be connected. Um, it's hard. Um, for people to not be able to reach out and see people. So if that's the only yeah. method you have, that's kind of what we tried. Um, I'm still going under a learning curve. I've <laughs> I tried to do some videos. Um, I feel pretty goofy, um, but that's kind of my personality anyway. So um, as everybody says, it kind of matches you because you're like, whoops, kind of messed up. Like, and you keep going. Um, but um, it changed everything we did, everything we did. You know, I think that's common. Um, I'm getting a weird echo. I don't know what that is, but um, I feel like that's pretty common. Like when somebody like gets on video for the first time, they're like, not necessarily the first time, just like doing it for business and stuff. And you're like, right. you're looking at the lens and you're pretending it's a person and you're like, hey, person, <laughs> you know, like it's, it, it's awkward at first. It takes a little adjusting. So I can, I can understand that. Uh, yeah. And you're trying to point to your fellow stylist. And remember, we're from... Oklahoma to Dallas to Gainesville, Florida. And we're like trying to have this pathway of, oh, she's going to show you the next thing, but you're not pointing the right direction. So then you go over there and <laughs> one person runs into, you know, a mannequin and she, the mannequin falls over and like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then you hear somebody's dog bark or a cat walk across the camera and you're like, or yeah. a kid come in and go, are you done yet? You know, so. I like that though. I mean, I feel like it makes it more <laughs> raw, more real. It makes you like, dude, like everybody's, we're all, we're all human. We're all navigating this thing in some way, you know, to get like, everybody's dealing with it one way or another. So uh, that's, and that's, I think that's what makes it more human. It makes it easier to take is that it wasn't just one industry or one it's everybody kind of got thrown into this spin of, you know what I mean? How to do it. Um, 
While I was nervous, there were some ladies in the group that didn't want to do it. They were, I'm not going on video. I'm not going to do this. And now like they're amazing. So, you know, I think it's a good growth. Um, we're not going to get rid of this as an avenue, this virtual whole program. We're going to continue to enhance it, enhance it. This is part, this is coming with us on the new normal. Um, some women have already started to have shows where they have groups of women like together. Um, and some people, some ladies have been like, I really don't want to try on the clothes. So our company has provided free returns. You know, we've tried to do things so people feel comfortable because if you can't try it on, then you can still return it for free instead of a restocking fee of like five bucks. It was nominal, but we've just, we've recognized that some people are just nervous and they're not quite sure. And we give our clients options, but it, it's going to be part of our new life. Yeah. So yeah, of course. it's of course. good. Yeah. So I think we talked a lot about those changes and the, the humanity aspect of it and how people need to connect and everything. Uh, and then when one of our meetings, I think it was a, a week or two ago uh, that we had internally, one of our team members said something like, well, all that humanity that we enjoyed is out the door because people are back to being impatient and everything. And it was kind of, <laughs> it was kind of depressing to hear because if I'm honest, it's one of the things I've enjoyed the most about this is everybody, you know, and I don't, I don't mean to glamorize it or anything, but, but from the, just the humanity aspect that everybody has been dealing with this, it's affected everybody in some kind of way. And so it's kind of given everyone that, that common ground and, and you see that rawness and, and that connection shine through and it's been great to see. And so I kind of get a little I don't, disappointed thinking about life afterwards. If we go back to those busy lives where, you know, we're too busy to, you know, have those human interactions and those connections and everything. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of one of the good, bad things about everything that the COVID impact has had. We, um, we also did this reach out for rotary. Um, and, um, we, we reached out to a lot of the people, number one, who hadn't been coming to meetings, but we also reached out just in general to let people know we cared and we were there. Um, a lot of our Gainesville Rotarians are older. And so some of them had been homebound, weren't going to come out anyway, or a little bit more into that group of uh, just wanting to keep them safe. And um, I had the most delightful conversations with people when we were trying to, because we do Zoom meetings every Tuesday, and anyone's invited. There's no cost. It's just, and there have been some incredible speakers on all different facets of, of the coronavirus, how it's going to affect us, our, you know, University of Florida, everything. And um, one gentleman said to me on the phone, he's like, I love being able to be a part of something. And before this happened, I didn't get to be a part of something. So I know what you're saying, because there's a whole group out there that couldn't go to the meetings, couldn't drive, couldn't find people. And all of a sudden we were extending ourselves to everybody just to check in, just to say hi. And um, I don't think anybody really thought about that group. We just thought, oh, they didn't want to come anymore or something. That wasn't it. They physically couldn't necessarily make it or, something or this had happened. Um, and so it, that's another thing that they're going to continue to do to continue to tape the, the meetings and put them on YouTube. And um, because we didn't even know there's a whole group of people that for them, while some of us felt like, Oh my gosh, I'm locked in and I'm going crazy. They were so excited to have what you said, that humanity, that comfort, that reach out that moment. Um, yeah. So that, you know, even though that was something different, it's kind of the same thing. People just enjoy taking time to spend with other people. And I don't think people really thought of that before we were so busy 
Um, but I, that's one thing I'm gonna I'm gonna love about this when it changes. Still having those connections and checking in, so it's nice. Yeah, I mean, I've even brought up the virtual aspect a few times. Um, you know, saying that I, I think I think this is one of the things that'll really stick for me is these. I mean, we, we've already started opening up our dealership too. And, and when we when we open up the dealership, it's like, okay, guys, we're going to continue to do a Zoom meeting at 9am uh, with our sales team at 915 with our service team. And then at 6pm, you know, you know, start the day in the day, seeing everybody's faces. And, and so that's already sticking for us. And, and I think a lot of, you know, even this virtual stuff is uh, you know, doing, doing more, like I, I might just be like, Hey, you want to have coffee via zoom? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like, and I think that kind of stuff will, will stick, but um, I don't know. It's exciting for me when I hear, you know, you're talking about Rotary and how like, Hey, we're going to start putting this stuff up on YouTube. And you know, it's like one, I'm a media guy already. Like I, I love, right. I love hearing that. And, and I know that it will only help towards the organization's uh, purpose and, and, and really exposing, really exposing, you know, what they do and, and that purpose uh, right. just through, just through a series of content that's out there, you know? Uh, so that's. It, and it extends the reach for a lot of organizations. And, you know, I, I just think that some of the community organizations we're finding are really struggling with fundraising when they've made such an assumption that's such a large part of their budget, like the Ronald McDonald house. I mean, they still have families. Uh, we didn't shut down in Gainesville. Um, Jacksonville, I believe, Tampa, I think they did, but we kept families there and they're trying to slowly integrate to get families back in. I mean, kids still got sick. People still had traumas and they still had needs and um, they still do. So that's where, when I see that, that's kind of hard because we don't have that outreach to be able to reach. And, and so we're still, they're still trying to figure that out. And, and for those of us who are just like, how can we help with the limitations and if I learn something by, you know, my business or by rotary or something, I just want to extend it to wherever I can, because I, from the grace of God, my kids never had to use the house. So the Ronald McDonald house, but you know, that was fortunate for me. And I want to make sure since I've lived in this community for a very long time um, that I serve it. So, and my older daughter just got a big girl job. So she graduated from U of F second time. Yay. So she's not leaving. So Great. now this is her community for sure. So, <laughs> Awesome. You talked about being sucked in and, and it sounds like she might be start to be sucked into. Uh, but yeah, I, I moved here in 2004 to Gainesville and it was where I wanted to be, but I didn't know that I would be there 16 years later, you know, so <laughs> I think we all kind of felt that and Colin, you know, shares the story all the time about uh, never having a permanent home until he moved uh, to Gainesville. It was the first place he'd stayed longer than four years that he could remember. So it, it, I don't know. I don't know if there's something if we can say that's unique about Gainesville that has that effect. But but I'm not disappointed about it. I, I enjoy that community so much. Um, so it's just funny to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was born here, and um, she my girls were athletes, played sports, had college scholarships, and left to play. And she went to a college outside of New York City. So she took the. I told her do the big leap, do the big city, have the life. And uh, she came back for a master's degree. And um, she's like, oh, I'm moving back and I'm going to Pennsylvania or North Carolina. And she's like, I got a job at Shea, U of F. <laughs> I was like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> so, and, and she does. She loves it here. And it's nice to have family close by, I think, for her. But yeah, she, she, I think they did try 
to get away and they made that four year leap. And like I said, they're starting to come back. <laughs> they always come back. They always come back. Uh, you know, it's funny, like I, a lot of people might not know this, but well, a lot of people know that I came from a military family, but I have, you know, I have a brother and sister and they're younger than I am. And, you know, you'd think being a military family that we'd like be used to being spread out like everywhere. And, uh, you know, like my family was in Texas when I was at UF and, you know, so we were all, like always spread out everywhere, but now, you know, here, here we are like 2020 where my brother and sister and I all live within a mile of each other. And it's like, it's the coolest thing ever. And so I'm like, look, lucky that that's the case. You know, I love it. So we all call, all call Gainesville home. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you were talking, like one of the, one of the things that came to my mind or it kind of re- made me reflect back to an early episode of this podcast. And I believe it was episode, I believe it was episode three, I don't know, four or five, so, somewhere in there. It was, one of the, it was one of the first ones. And it was with a, a young lady named Brooke Newell. And she was doing this really unique thing with like, she had a private Facebook group. I don't know if this sparks any ideas, but she had a private mm-hmm. Facebook group and she would get in that group and go live on like Wednesday nights at like nine, like eight or 9 PM. And, and she would literally do like a fashion runway show, like selling, selling clothes mm-hmm. uh, to a private Facebook group like online and I remember it so well because my wife was watching it and I'm like, I'm like here, I'm like listening to what's happening. Like we're laying in bed. I'm like, I'm like, what are you watching? And she's like, Oh, this is Brooke Newell's like group. And, and she's, she's selling clothes. I was like, she's selling clothes via a Facebook group live. Like, and it was the most mind blowing thing. I like one of the most mind blowing, most creative ways I'd ever seen somebody sell clothing uh, via via the internet and via like a. I'm like, this is a private Facebook group. Like you have to like ask. You have to like ask to be in the group. <laughs> you right. know. And so, so I think you're right. Like you know, like not only if you if people haven't gone and used or haven't adapted social media into you know, their, you know, their production of a business, if you will, um, or virtual meetups like this, um, you know, like it's, it's getting to the point where they're like going to be forced to, right. Like you like really, uh, you know, when I was hearing, hearing you talk about like 2022 or 2020, you know, when that Mm -hmm. had plans, it's funny how like plans get accelerated due to the circumstances that you're under. Right. Um, so, I don't know. Have you ever done anything like like that now that this has started to happen? Have you thought about, you know, are there like social media groups or channels or anything that that you've seen like really, you know, start to build because of because of this? And, and do you have any of your own? Well, I have my own um, Facebook page that's a business page that's a private um, that people can join or I can invite. And, you know, we've done ads and things like that, but the company had been pretty, um, prior to this, that they had been around 15 years and this was a, they weren't moving in that direction as quickly. 
and they still so much liked people being together, they really weren't giving us, they didn't want us to go that direction and do some of that. They wanted it all to be in person. Um, that's been the biggest change for us because now they're like, do the videos, do the, you know, the speed ups, do all the different things. And so that's what we have access to do now. And that's kind of what we did on the Zoom calls. We were loading them up so people could see them if they wanted to take time and see different clothes on different people. Um, I did a virtual show the other day and I had somebody in Bradenton. I had someone in um, Rhode Island, you know, we're sending it to people in Virginia and wherever to look at it and to, to log in. Um, because of making sure somebody doesn't jump in on it, we've done some proprietary things um, to keep it a little safer. So don't, you know, we sometimes say don't share this link. Um, so you don't just don't have some pop-ins. Um, but that's definitely the direction we've been moving. But we kind of had companies say, no, I don't want you to do those videos. I don't want you to just do random. This needs to be an invite, not just every night that you come in or a night of the week. You have to have your guest list, have your people ready. And that's all changed. Now we're like, do something, make it different, make it fun. People don't want to see a selfie 24 seven. I mean, show your clients, you know, do something just, so that's what we've all been trying. Um, I'm really blessed that company reached out right away. Um, because I had a lot of friends who had companies that did sales, um, where the companies just shut down and folded. You know, I don't have my clients here, so you're just laid off until we know. And then pretty much two weeks later when it extended, we're just going to say you're laid off. Like, don't assume you're coming back. Um, now they're reaching back out to my friends and they're like, no, I have to have something. I know I didn't have that happen. My company reached out right away, had a plan set up, a time frame, how they were going to support us, what their ideas were and asked us, what do you think you need? Right. You know, because I live yeah. in a small town, Gainesville. I don't live in Dallas, Texas or, you know, Los Angeles, California. Um, so to have 3,500 women, you know what I mean, being able to give input on what I need and figuring out, that was, that was huge for me to recognize that they really, they were, they were really going to sit there and they're going to try to make it. And that made me want to work hard. You know what I mean? Because we're supporting each other. Yeah. That's and, really um, good. And, uh, that was huge. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Mike get the final question in. Uh, yeah, sure. After my final question, which is like, given the <laughs> fact, given the fact that we have uh, these, you know, you said that so much of it did depend on the live events and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Have you heard them? having discussion over when that might be like, has there been a date like set or planned or like tentative uh, in when that next live event will be? We have decided as a company, we have trainings twice a year. Um, we go to the East coast and the West coast. We put 35, I mean, I was in San Diego in January. That's what made me nervous with 3,500 people from all over the country, Canada and England. <laughs> And um, they've decided we're going to do it. Um, we're going to do it virtual in July. We're not going to we're not going to go um, to Nashville or to anywhere else. So we're kind of we're kind of cooling back. Um, they're going to revisit that for January based on how things are going. Um, but they're working really hard to improve the format so it's usable and we can communicate with each other. We didn't have that before. They just kind of showed us a video. And we would take, you know what I mean? That's going to be changed. 
as for women being with other women, we've been, everybody's in a different state. So it kind of depends on what the state rules are for how you run your businesses. It also depends on the, your clients and what they feel comfortable with. So um, I've had some say they did a show, had 10 women, and every time the person came back, they sprayed it down with Febreze and antibacterial, and then everyone had to wait for it to dry to try on the next thing. And um, then they left their clothes in the garage for two days, you know, <laughs> before they... Um, so far, all of my clients are like, I trust you. Here's my picture. Here's my size. And because they have free returns, they don't feel beholden that they can't change what they want. Um, and I do everything online, so I send them everything. But it's definitely changing how we do things. Our business was about bringing us all together, 3,500 people, to give ideas, throw in lessons. And we've already decided our first session, July, we're not even going to look at it. Cool. All right. So my last question, a lot of people, this is going to be one of those nuggets that people don't know about me, but as a kid, I actually was really into fashion. Uh, so I want to, I want to ask you, what's that? You wouldn't know that by looking I, at me now. How do I not know this? Cause nobody, nobody really knows that. I, I could tell you tons of stories about wanting to stay home sick from school and I wasn't watching ESP and I was watching like video fashion weekly and fashion files and stuff on E. Right. Like, I remember that stuff. So, so I want to ask awesome. you about the product itself. I, I don't know if that dress in the background is, is one, but like, tell us mm -hmm. about the, the target demographic, what the clothes are like. Um, you know, um, is it, I, I assume it's female only just by getting the sound, but, but tell us about the, the clothing itself. Well, the cool part is they are done by some amazing younger ladies out of California. Um, so uh, the clothes are, they're, there's business and there's work and there's fun, but they do a lot of bright colors. They're really into making women feel good about themselves. They're designed for real bodies. So with that taken into consideration, um, you know, they're not going to try to stuff you into something. It's definitely designed for how people look to make you look your best. And that's what's really great. Um, my daughters, when I first started, because I have an engineering background and an administration, um, I just loved, you know, clothes and having fun. And then you have three girls that all decide to be athletes and then you don't get to do it. So you're like, darn, like they want to wear t-shirts and spandex. This is not fair. So, um, <laughs> I, um, so I did not come from the fashion background whatsoever. I was the pencil and the HP calculator and that's where I came from. Um, <laughs> but, um, I, um, I think the best part of it was that it was just fun. And my girls were like, mom, those are like ladies in their thirties and forties and fifties, blah, blah, blah. Now my oldest daughter's like, Hey mom, when she had her interview, I need this and this and this. Can you order all this now? Can I go through the samples? Like she's, so now my daughter's like, as soon as I get back in the office, I'm in like, she like loves it. And then my middle one will always, whenever I walk out and do something, I, I had a shirt the other day, it was a sweater and it had long sleeves and it was weird. I took the shirt down and I tied the sleeves around my neck and made it a halter. And my kid's like, what are you doing? And I said, I saw someone trying to do this. It's really cool. And she's like, mom, that was a shirt. Now it's a halter. And I went, yeah. And she shook her head and walked away. And then she's talking to my other daughter. You won't believe what mom just did. It's pretty cool. Go look up the pictures. <laughs> funny so um that's awesome you know it's they're great they're fun the idea is just to make you feel confident and comfortable um and i think that's part of having the service so they're um and there's all different colors you can go from something like that to something like this to a black shirt and a pair of leggings so it's 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 up to you but i love all the colors so 
I well, like playing. So tell tell our audience where they can uh, connect with you, where they could see a lot of this stuff. What's the best way? Well, um, the best way is to actually go to Facebook page, um, and it's um, Cabby Style with Lisa. Um, you can also look at Instagram um, at Lisa0505 and uh, or hashtag Cabby Style with Lisa. Um, I've been really fortunate with all the different things as I'm trying to learn through social media. There's a lot of great places. Um, we also have a website. Um, so if you have a link, Austin, to the uh, to my Facebook page, they can go right on there and they can see all the different places they can look. And you know, we moved to Pinterest so ladies can pick and choose. We try whatever people like to do. We just kind of try to make it comfortable. So cool, awesome. Yes. Well, very good. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on our show this morning. Sure. And uh, I look forward to seeing how everything progresses. You'll just have to keep, keep us in the loop, yeah? Yeah, I'd love it. And I'm so grateful. Thank you guys so much for doing yeah, this. That's really sweet of you. Like I said, I, it's, it's always a learning curve, so I'm always nervous. Like, I have to sit down. They made tea for me this morning. My kids were like, you're going to have tea. <laughs> that's awesome. Beautiful. <laughs> I, we're like 50, 50 episodes into this, uh, 100 into their normal podcast. I still get a little nervous. I was really nervous at first when we started recording. But like now, I, I mean, I don't know. We still get the jitters every now and okay. then. So there's something something about having a, a video light shine on you that's, I don't know, maybe always a little unsettling. I feel like Colin handles it well. He can just be himself. But but I'm, you know, I'm with you. I, I just... I get a little clammy sometimes looking around. Okay. <laughs> right. right. So I got my trusty tea. I had my fruit. Like they were like, we're going to keep you all calm. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, it was, it was definitely a lot of fun and I definitely look forward to checking back with you in the future. Um, keep it up. Best wishes through all of this. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where we all come out on the other end. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are great. Thank you so much. Well, you guys, wow, thank you yeah. so much for listening. This is the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. Lisa, give us your whoa. Give us your best whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I'll see you later, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>